Yes, this time. Let's do it. Welcome back. Right? For those of you just joining us, you might not recognize my voice because I've not been here for a number of weeks. Yep. So now the decline in ratings begin. That's so weird that the moment I le- well, not the moment I left, but that first episode that I was gone, I guess everything. We have, we have trended up since Adam's departure. So now we'll see if it's actually. Let's, yeah, let's see what we'll happens. See what happens. Everyone else boycott now. They're going to go like, no, he's back. We're done. That's, Except now Cliff's dead, so I, know. I don't know if that's actually like we've we've had two uh, two of the uh, crap. Now I can't even remember what they're called. Hosts, variables, variable. Um, yeah, Are you sure? <laughs> I can't think of the word. Ah, like when, in an experiment, you need a constant variable. Uh-huh. Or, like you need the constant in the experiment. Right. So if we have two things that change simultaneously, we're not going to get good analytics. Okay. Because we gained one and minus one, right? So we don't know if ratings are now going to... Well, if the ratings go down because Cliff isn't here... If they skyrocket... Because I'm back. Yeah, but if you're back and they go down twice, then I'm king. Yeah, clearly. If they, like, go double down. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Hopefully people like us still. Yeah. Or like me still. <laughs> you guys have clearly been doing fine. Arguably. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, my name is Adam West. I'm the Dylan. Hello. Um, I am back from my crazy travels all across this great country. Apocalypse. <laughs> um, yeah, so my life is finally starting to calm down, and I'm going to start playing more video games, and I've got a stream that I'm still planning on starting. Um Someday. No, it's I it's it's I am working on it this weekend, getting everything hopefully locked and loaded in all my uh settings just right and hopefully some sound and stuff for my little uh stream announcement things when people like subscribe beow, or they beow, like beow, what beow, I'm doing. Beow. Ding ding ding. So yeah. So Thank you. I'm working on <laughs> Put up gaming. Uh, well hopefully I can make some money at this because Hello. <laughs> I'm just gonna save Welcome. I'm saving all your voice parts yep. for this. I'm, I'm, that's my tryout. Yeah, this you should actually just get like a. Audition. You should just hire a person to do it live. Or I could do it live. Yeah, I guess you could do it too. Like if a thing pops up, it's I'll more just make funny some when it's. Noise. That was my favorite thing about like the Flintstones, when they would like have like a bird, like the Dicta bird, right? Like I just always thought that was funny to have, or like the your garbage disposal is just a big like prehistoric pig or whatever it was. How does this relate to streaming? Like, if you just live? had someone that like stood next to you in a box oh, and was okay. like, "Welcome to stream," <laughs> like every time, like they would just do your sound effects, okay? Right? Like a like a in like a foley artist, just yeah. right there yeah. at my disposal. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I'll have Dart, my dog. I'll train her somehow. <laughs> I don't. Everything is just the same noise. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, welcome to the Bite Me Podcast, episode 134, where 134. we talk about video games and stuff and things related to them. Um, I'm sad that I missed all the E3 stuff. There was a lot, kind of. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of. It was cool, I felt. A lot of what we expected. Yeah, and I think that's. I guess that's kind of the unfortunate part. Mm-hmm. Is. I felt it was lackluster, mostly just because there was no. There, it was there was no. There was, I don't felt like I was surprised, which is like, for example, why Stadia really never 
like I was almost bummed like after seeing it, I was like well they told us what we already knew right mm-hmm. like they just you, gave you us didn't a really more. give us anything new nope um nothing really exciting right um but we'll minor talk about teases I get I don't know right. I don't know we'll talk more about Stadia actually because we've got some yeah, I can't wait. I know, it's not... Because I jumped in. I jumped in on the Founders Edition, even though I'm like, I'm saving money. Um, I jumped in on yeah, it. Yeah, it's... Because it's a, it, it was it's like... It's bar- mi- bargain basement pricing, really. It really like, was. It's, you're not losing any money on yeah. it, unless you literally never touch it. And even then, like, hey, I got the Founders Edition. Right. I can I've got put a cool it next thing. to my statues. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know me and Shiny. Um, but yeah, so I went ahead and did that just because it kind of made sense and I need a Chromecast Ultra anyway and I got it basically for what they cost normally. That's fine. Um, so yeah, so we've got some news to talk about. We're going to talk about Xbox Project Scarlet supporting all kinds of stuff uh, as well as Pokemon Sword and Shield news not letting you catch just about everything you can. A Stadia, uh, specifically Destiny 2, uh, a very disappointing kind of announcement, at least for me, because I was looking forward to it. Oh, it's awful. I know. We'll talk about that. Uh, as well as Super, Ma- Super Mario Maker 2 is going to be offering a mode that they previously said they really weren't going to have. So we'll talk about yeah. that. As well as questions this week and a whole bunch of cheap free games coming to Game Pass and the Epic Store and even a Small Bites. So we will do that. But first we start with what we're playing. <gasps> Cliff is not here, so... You can start. I can start. Okay. Um, along the lines of saving money, I went ahead and picked up a nifty little thing because I've not been here since I got it, I don't think. Um, I picked up an Oculus oh, Quest. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think we talked We talked about you getting one briefly okay. um, because we did. I, I did, in fact, play it, and yeah. it was great. It's super awesome. Um, so I picked up the Oculus Quest when that came out. Uh, did you take it with you and use it on the plane? I did not. So you could just be on a beach instead of a plane? Oh, that would be lovely. I didn't even I think didn't even about that. think about that until this very moment. Because it's got built in when you do the room scaling and 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 guardian creation or whatever for whatever room you're in, there's an option to do standalone. Uh, or standing or whatever, uh-huh. so you don't have to mark any area. It literally just creates this three-foot bubble around you right? automatically, no matter where you are. Because so I could just lay on a beach. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and it's, that thing is awesome. I got it. Best Buy sent me this, hey, happy birthday. Here's 20% off whatever you want. It's a great I'm coupon. Like, I will take it. So, I picked that up, and it is... Um, for me, what my opinion on it is, is it's going to do for VR what Switch has done for just video gaming in general, you know what I mean? It makes it super accessible. The quality is great. It's portable. There's no wires. The battery life is decent. The controllers are, if you like Oculus Touch controllers, you're going to love these because they're the new ones, the upward-facing ring with the infrared, um, whatever, science-y stuff. Bladdish new. (laughs) Um, The tracking is really, really, really good. However, I'm noticing, at least on the Beat Saber Imagine Dragons pack that I got, um, because I wanted some new songs, um, on the Expert Plus modes, sometimes the tracking can get a little wonky, mainly because these are across the board, like swipes that you have to make from one side to the other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm noticing that. I also don't know if it's just the way the lighting is in my room, the type of lighting I've got. That could be all. Who knows what the actual... Not sure, but 
Not sure what it is. Um, but I'm really, really digging that. If you've got a Beat Saber, if you've got Beat Saber either on your PC or PSVR, or if you've got an Oculus Quest, um, I highly recommend the Imagine Dragons pack. They're not the world's most popular band. They're oh, kind of them. like, yeah, they're kind of like the Nickelback of now. I I have thoughts, but I, I this enjoy isn't the, some of their the music. Poop on Imagine Dragons <laughs> podcast. Um, That's I, a new podcast right? coming next summer. <laughs> poop on. Um, I enjoy some of their songs, admittedly, but the songs, they translate so well yeah. into uh, Beat Saber. So even if you don't like their music, if you can stomach... You know, I think that's the interesting thing about rhythm games is you find out like what your tolerance for music really uh-huh. is. And you realize like how you can actually enjoy genres outside of what you really like. Right. Yeah. And this if, if you even like two or three Imagine Dragon songs or you can handle them, uh, definitely totally recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And it's a nice break as well. I think what my biggest thing about that is that I like is that it's a nice break from the EDM and dancey produced like dancey More stuff. variety, right? Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a producer guy. I like my EDM. I like that hardcore beat and the four on the floor and the housey stuff. Like I right. love all that stuff because the and production. It fits that it, game very well. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's a nice break and these songs really fit the whole. Fit but the as game they really say, well. variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to um. Some more song packs as they become available, and yeah. it's really cool. I can, you can sideload an app to your Oculus Quest called ALVR, I believe, and you can stream Steam VR games from your PC wirelessly to your headset. It's not perfect, but it's really, really good. I played Rec Room and I played a couple other things, the the free stuff, just to try it out, and it worked really well. So, cool. no complaints there. Uh, and I also picked up on the Switch because. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is coming out later this month. I'm not going to get that because it's kind. It's not a full price game, but it's like you know a full price indie game, so it's 25 bucks. Um, but I picked up Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which is kind of the, it's the same developer. Right. Nintendo gave them the license to use uh, Zelda, and they remixed all the music, and it's kind of a rhythmy, rhythm based, music based based action game. And it's not what I was expecting, but it was three dollars, so why not? Um, but it's it's going to take some getting used to, but you move on the beat. Right. You attack on the beat. You don't have a dedicated attack button or anything. You literally just are moving to the beat, and you have to move on every beat or you get penalized. That's interesting. So, yeah, if you miss one beat, it says, oh, beat skipped, and I don't know I don't know what the— uh, You suck. Right. I don't know what the penalty is, but it you, you do get a little thing that pops up that says, you missed a beat. Interesting. <clears throat> like, beat it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be— a bit of a learning curve for sure because not only do you have to move on every beat, you also have to watch the enemy characters as they move around because they move in specific patterns and you can see what their tell is before if their next bounce is going to be an attack and which way they're going. Have you played this game? No, I almost bought it for the $3 that I saw. It's absolutely worth it. So, highly recommend it. Check that out if you're interested because um, Cadence of Hyrule, the spiritual successor, I guess, to Crypt of the Neck Red Answers coming out towards the end of this month, I think the 28th. Um, so that's what I've been playing. Cliff, what about you? Oh. <gasps> well, it actually says what he's been playing. Crickets. Should we? Crickets. Uh, yeah, he told me. I, I should just tell him what. <laughs> I should just say what he, <laughs> he told me about what he's been playing in our casual conversations the past week. What's um, he been playing? He played, uh, he uh, booted Breath of the Wild up again, like me. And apparently, like, he went back. And was just kind of like wandering around and found these like um, 
I guess a shrine or some something. I can't remember exactly what he said or how he explained it. But then that were essentially like tutorial segments of the game, um, which he was like, well, that's unfortunate that I just kind of walked by those the first time because he's actually enjoying the game a lot better now having like understand a little bit better like how it works and like basic things like how the blocking and dodging and all that stuff works that apparently you can just walk right by he didn't do that the first time i guess like and that's part of my like is i actually started playing it again trying to reacquaint myself with it because i would like to play through the game and then he said like he found all this like story stuff too like he went and found this thing and was like i didn't see this before but like he got all the story stuff and he's like the story is really cool right and um i'm kind of feeling the same way but it's like if that game just had it a little bit more direction mm-hmm. and just held your hand a little bit more and kind of led you to the water so you could drink it i think it would be a lot easier to to get into but because it's so here's a world go do it and you know you could you can really easily go right when if you had just gone left you'd really enjoy the game but because you went right and you went up this big snowy mountain where you have to eat peppers to survive and then you have to fight this monster that you really need to use lightning arrows on like you can really put yourself in a position to not like the game off the bat instead of had you just gone left well, I think what it is is they made such a big deal about it. Oh, it's this massive open world. You can go right to the end. You can blah, blah, right, blah, 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 blah. Right, you can finish it. Right. I think everybody got wrapped up on the whole, I don't have to do anything the way that I normally would, even though this game very much has, uh, this is what you would normally do right. path right out the gate. But because of all the hype, I think people right. just kind of started going off their own way. And we got some really great videos and people learning different things and how to do it. But right. people like maybe Cliff or even you, I don't know if you skipped past some of that stuff as well. I mean, well. I think I did, but like you still, I think, can very easily like wander off and mm-hmm. not really realize like what you should be doing. Yeah. Because um, like even now, like I go back and I'm like, which one of these little blips on my map actually is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Like, and as much as like having, as simple as it is, like how many RPGs you've played where it's like your main quest objective is just on the screen and then you're like, these are secondary quests, right? Yep. So at least you know, like if I do this one, this will progress the story. Like that's how Borderlands works. I, and I think it works so well as saying, if you go to this checkpoint and do a mission, the the main part of the game is going to progress farther. If you do these other ones here, labeled B, not A, <laughs> uh, you're just doing stuff, and that's right. fine. But it it really helps kind of sort what you're trying to do because if if you if you do wander away from a game or wander away from what you're doing for a while, you can kind of forget. Um, you can now. You do know that in the menus, you can. There is an area that says main quest, side quests. No, I don't know because oh, yeah, the game's really convoluted. Yep, when there. It, it could be super, it could be super straightforward. Well, then maybe in the sequel when I that comes out, maybe they'll rework some of the systems. Yeah. Who knows? Is he playing anything else? Uh, he tried Dauntless, and, that's and then the he was. And then he's like, play. "Is this a game where you just load in and fight monsters and leave?" And then I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." And he's like, yeah, it's not for me. Um, <laughs> I, I've been playing it quite a bit, too. I haven't played it in the past couple of days because um, I like playing it with Eddie, and him and I live in two parts of the country, and we don't. And it's hard to, to mm-hmm. play together. Um, now, for people who don't know, that's the free-to-play kind of Monster Hunter-inspired right. 
Yeah, more accessible, more accessible Monster Hunter is kind mm-hmm. of what I say. Not that I've played Monster Hunter a lot, but it's obviously more. It's just more accessible, I think. Okay. Um, and it's cool. Um, it's interesting because I don't know, like, Cliff obviously is not the person for this game, but <laughs> I could see how people might be turned off by that at the beginning, but it very much does ramp up, and there are much more complicated monsters, and and there is that chase element to it. Um, I don't know if the chase is a little too slow sometimes, like if it's like that artificial grind, because basically mm. you're trying to get monster parts to p- build your cool monster weapons and monster armor, right? right. So, um, and one thing I noticed too is, it, is it's interesting that if you want to f- fight, then there's like a, a weakness resistance system, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to fight fire monsters, you use ice weapons. And then you would say... And if you want to fight an ice monster, you use a fire weapon, right? So it's a very it's a very basic rock, paper, scissors thing. Mm-hmm. But one little issue I have with this, and it, I mean, it's not too big a deal, but because it's so binary, because there's four types, so it's ice and fire, and it's um, earth and shock, right? Okay. Um, and you want to use the same type against the same monster. So you use fire armor against a fire monster. Oh, I guess weird. you think about it like if I'm wearing fire and they hit me with fire, right? I'm already on fire, right? I get, and like and if you want to melt the ice, you use fire. Like that's kind of how I think about oh, yeah, it. Totally. Like if I'm a big beacon of lightning and they hit lightning at me, it's like, well, what did you do, right? So that's it, it does kind of make sense, but the funny thing that it does though is um if I want to get fire parts to make a fire weapon, I have to fight a fire monster, but then... You have to fight with a fire weapon. I get, let me let me back up. <laughs> it's already confusing so, to me. So I'm going to fight this ice monster, right? And yes. I'm going to use my fire weapon because that gives me the advantage. And then I fight the ice monster, which gives me ice parts to make my ice weapon... But crap! Now I can't even think of my train of thought. <laughs> it got so it got so jumbled up. Um, so is it like? So do you have to have a like weapon to fight a monster of the same? You don't have to do anything. Okay. It's just that you have an advantage or disadvantage. So if I fight an ice monster with an ice weapon, then my damage is going to be reduced. If I fight an ice monster with a fire weapon, it's going to be increased. But what if you fight a fire monster with an ice weapon? Your damage will be decreased. Or I fighting an ice monster with a fire weapon? No, fire monster with an ice weapon. Then your damage is no, it's increased. Okay. So base, so the same basics apply. So it's like if I'm fighting a fire monster, I'll want to have an ice weapon. If I'm fighting an ice monster, I'll want to have a fire weapon. Correct. If I'm fighting a ground monster, I'll want to have a lightning weapon. Yes. And then lightning weapon monster right. ground weapon. Right. Uh, the f- what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> let's say I want to make my fire weapon better. Mm-hmm. I have to go fight fire monsters with my ice weapon. Right. So I'm using my crappy ice weapon to make my fire weapon better. 
Right. So now that I have my fire, like, I wish that I could, like, level up the, th- like, ha- I had an advantage with the thing I'm working on. Like, I like my big fire axe, right? But my big fire axe is not good at fighting fire things to make the fire stuff that I want. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I get that, like, there's the loop where I use the fire thing to bite the ice thing. So now the ice things make my ice weapons better. So I can use the ice things to have the advantage right. on the fire things. Like, I get that. So, because it's there's... different, it's different in Monster Hunter World where you've got literally the same weapon and you're just using different <laughs> things, different pieces to upgrade it specifically and its abilities. As right. opposed to where you've just got different weapons that you have to upgrade separately right. from one another. And the different weapons have little different, like, abilities mm-hmm. that they'll give you, like, different passives or active things that happen um but i wish there was just a little bit more variety like i i don't know if i like that it's just four types mm-hmm. and they're and they're solely like just bina- very, this binary is this, this is it's like yeah. one or the other like i i wouldn't mind a little bit more complicated um depth to it where maybe this particular monster is good against this monster Right or there's more hybrid things um, because it, it does become a little not stale but it, it's stale in a sense that it's so one or the other right um, but I guess at the same time that's nice because you don't have to have so many different things to keep track of so I don't know it's it it just feels stuck in a weird place gotcha anyway not to get on a tangent of something I absolutely was not going to talk about <laughs> what else are you playing. Um, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3 still. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> because I'm trying to get all the, the seasonal challenges done for my seasonal character, um, which I'm getting pretty close. And I forget, are you playing on PC? PC, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and, and I was talking to Cliff about it, and he says Diablo plays really well on a console, mm-hmm. and I believe that it does. I'm wondering, like, how... Like when you start playing on really high difficulties, is it does it still play that well? Because I I'm wondering how like there's certain times where I want to target a specific uh, enemy with a very specific ability, and I'm wondering how that works with a controller. See, I don't I've never played Diablo outside of the Switch. Diablo right. or the Switch is the first time I've played it, and all I can tell you is that. I've had some crazy stuff going on on my screen, and there has not been a single moment where I felt like, A, I wasn't in control, or B, there was any type of frame drop or or stutter or anything. That game has run beautifully from day one on that system, and it looks incredible. I've not played it on—I've only played it in handheld mode. Uh Um, So, of course, it's going to look better in handheld mode just because of the screen density, Mm. but it's— it's beautiful and right. it's fun. Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. I'm just I was just wondering like when you want to do really specific things like if that's still like if you can still do that on a controller based on how it plays cuz like I'm using this ability on a on a single guy in a group of bad guys, right? So there's like 42 things and I want to click on that one to do this thing to it on a very high difficulty where uh, a tiny mistake you just get shredded right right so i don't know i'm i, I don't know cuz i haven't i haven't yeah. played it so i'm i'm just curious I, it's, it's like it's just hard for me to understand i get th- i think it would be hard but apparently 
people love it on console and it plays really well. So I'm just curious to actually compare the two of them. Right. And maybe they've done something different on... And I think I read somewhere, I don't know if it's still true, but I think the difficulty ramps higher on the PC. Like, there are higher difficulties that you can play on, I'm and sure. you don't get all of those on console. Hmm, um, that I don't know. I don't know if that's still true or if it was only true upon release hmm. or something, but I did Like, if read Diablo that 3 ever drops below the full AAA price on the Switch, I... I, I, I it just was, but... Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. What was it? It might still be, I don't know. If it, Well, if it's still, like, $50... Meh, but if, I mean, if you see it drop below forty, yeah. that's still still the higher end of what I probably would pay for it now. Yeah. Um, but if you ever see it drop below like thirty five, I know I've, I've seen I'd it for it. thirty before on oh, Switch. Absolutely, um, I might try it, but at the same time, I don't want to have two places to play it because of how much it, like how much you can really put into those characters yeah. to really get the loot you want. And I guess I really need, I need to spend more time with the 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 upgrading and the building of that game just because I'm like, I can get in here, hold a button down and go kill everything. Right. Push a button and it drops this big bell or right. something that does a lot of damage. Right. It's fun though. It's so much fun. And it looks really um, good. So I, I basically come home and play that for like an hour or so and do set kind of set a goal for myself, whether it's like get so many levels or find some stuff, get some Blah, 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 right. um, get some rift keys, whatever it is um, to try to, I'm, getting close. I know there's still a ways to go in the season mm-hmm. to, to try to complete these to get those cool wings at the end, but nice. um, that's pretty fun. And then I also started playing WoW, because it's something I've always wanted to do. You started playing WoW? Yeah. Like the... the Like World of Warcraft. Well, yeah, I know, but are you playing the <laughs> new... Uh, up? I'm not, because I'm starting from the very beginning. Well, so are you playing... Are you, You're not playing the classic WoW that they're... No, Has that even launched yet? No, it launches soon. They're doing... Actually, I think there's currently, like, an open stress test for it, oh, okay. though. But WoW does the thing kind of like Final Fantasy Online does, where you can play up to level 20 for free or right. something Right, and that's like that. what okay. I did. I played to 20, and I was like, okay, I, I, I did it, so now I'm ready to, to progress past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, my understanding is once you... If you start WoW from the beginning, you're not playing any of the new content or even Ew. any of the... Not for a while. Right, exactly. So um, the answer is no, because I'm not going to use my level boost, because I know no clue what I'm doing, right? Um, I have a lot of learning about everything like from just like how different classes and skills and blah 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 go but it's very enjoyable i mean i understand why it is like a drug um but i'm also very much enjoying it um i don't really know why either i think i guess it's just like when a game is good it's good right and maybe it's, it's like it's perfectly paced like you feel like you're accomplishing things like i'm doing all these little quests there's multiple quests active and that's why I love games like that where I have like four quests active and three of them are that way and I can go and I can knock a bunch out and uh-huh. I can come back like they figured that like they really nailed that um so I I I don't know if I'll like the game more when I'm all the way leveled up and you get to do like what's the end game stuff which is apparently what WoW is all about nowadays um but I mean I have honestly no idea what what the game is like through I've never really watched a lot um beyond just like clips here and there mm-hmm. I've seen a couple friends play it throughout the years like literally my friend played it I think within the first year it came out so like that's like the last time I really sat down with WoW was 
that when it came out, and I know it's very different, mm-hmm. um, but I honestly don't know what to expect from the game. Um, yeah, I used to watch someone play that game for hours, right? Hours. So it's it's uh, it's got a very compelling something to it, right? But nobody really knows what it is. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. It's just that secret sauce, right? Huh. And is that all you're playing? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, uh, okay. So, what do I normal? What do I normally say next? Oh, this uh, is where we talk about you plug stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast uh, platform, make sure you like us or you follow us. Leave us a review. Give us some thumbs up. Give us some stars. Whatever you want to do. Um, and make it easier for other people to find our show. And we would love you infinitely for that. Why are you on your Switch all of a sudden? I was going to find where you said that I have these uh, primary and secondary quests in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah? Okay. Go for it. Um, So make sure you do that. Doing research. Also, if you'd like to support our show with a little bit of cash, uh, you can do that via our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bitemepodcast for as little as $1 a month. You will get access to our shows before anybody else. You will also get some cool little avatars and Discord stuff if you're on Discord, which if you're not on Discord, you very much should be because it is a lot of fun there. Um, And if you support us at the producer level, you will get your name said on every single one of our podcasts. So do we have the list of producer-level patrons available to us right now to read to people on the podcast? We definitely do not not. have that. Okay, but do you Um, have them memorized? Yes, but we do have a new one. What? And uh, and that uh, that's fresh enough that I'm not sure. Okay. Should probably. We're gonna pause it right now yeah, because because this will take too long. Okay. All right, and we are back. We found them and put out multiple fires around the office at the same time. So what you're hearing is actually about 30 minutes. It was a disaster. After the last time you heard our voice. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> You got to hear a lot of words from different people that I get to deal with on the daily. I don't multiple times. think I could do it without. Well, no, I could do it, <laughs> but I would handle it uh, much more firmly. Would I you guess. say I was unfirm in my handling, or would you're you very say, nice? Would you say that I am very? I don't put up with that. I'm like, you need to stop. No, oh, yeah, yeah. If someone starts like getting hot with me, I gotta, and they don't have a reason to be hot with me, yeah. they're hot at someone else, and they're talking to me like that, they need to, they need to back up. I talked myself back from the ledge. I did it multiple times in my relationship yeah. and at work. No. I understand that this is their struggle. They don't need to be speaking to me that way, and then I, right. I remember that it's not directed at me, and I am just here to get my job done, not care for right. their emotions, and I move along through my day. Blissfully, mostly, but not really. I'm probably gonna go punch my face through a wall later, but that's okay. See, that's why I'm like, you need to back <laughs> off. That way, I don't have to put my because I've I've done my part. I've said you need to stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, this is not the anger management podcast. This is the <laughs> Me podcast, and we found all of our patrons. Thank you, Cliff, for finally giving us the login so we could see it. We've actually had the same login all along. We just always forget. The well, password. we kept trying to put the capital letter in, and there's no capital letter. <laughs> it's the only password you could ever have ever without a capital. Letters. Yeah. They don't even let you do that anymore. It's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, thank you to our patrons. 
Jones at the producer level of $10 or more a month. We really appreciate all your patronage. We have Operator Jack, Kevin Schuld, Jacob Frank, Austin Palmer. I don't know why his name just, I, I like that name. Austin Palmer. I like that name. That's a, that a friend of yours? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Yes, he is my friend, but he's also one of my best friend's little brothers. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. He's a good dude. Cool. Uh, Tom McDermott and Mr. Joe Cole, Joe Cole Jr. Oh, we do have a new one, and I know who that guy is. My friend John Tippins. Really? Yeah. We went all over all this. That's hilarious. <laughs> to find out this is the guy that you know. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Um... Yeah, so my friend John put a thing on his Facebook talking about, hey, maybe I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, we should totally talk because this project I was working on for work had to do with podcasts. And I'm like, hey, let's let's chit-chat and blah, blah, blah. And we've got this super uber crazy mega successful podcast called The Bite Me Podcast that millions of people listen to. <laughs> Can't even finish. Um, so anyway. <laughs> hey, we're getting close to half a million. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, so John Tippett's, thank you for joining the patronage of uh, Bite Me Podcast. This day just gets better and better. Right. Also, Megan Phillips. Alan Schulte, and I don't know Michael. Do I know Michael Kennedy? I feel like I should. You haven't been here that long. He he was a pay, patron, uh-huh. I think, and then he wasn't for a minute. Okay. Because sometimes other things in life, life are more happens. important than our podcast. As so have. we totally yes. understand. Absolutely. And we appreciate all the support. But he is yeah. back, and he's a good guy. Yeah, you guys rock. Uh, Yeah. Mm. And, of course, we cannot forget Vinny Champa. Champa. Champa? The Vinster. The Vinster. Champa. Champa. Like a chain chomp. Chain Champa. Vinny Champa. Okay. The big Champa. The Pac Man Champa. That guy. The big old Champas. Big Vin Vin. <laughs> um, all right, let's get on with it. We have a few things to talk about, even though it's a post E3 show. Since there's not a lot of it, we'll still do some of it. News! That's the stuff right there. Um, up first, let's talk about Microsoft's Project Scarlet, their next gen system coming out uh, winter of 2020, correct? Yeah. Look at that. That seems soon. It's not, it's a year and a half. That's pretty soon. Well, you figure what? Typically, the life cycle of most consoles had been sitting around five years? I think so. Was it five years? About okay. thereabouts, I think. And this this generation's gone on for seven by the that's, time the next one is, starts. I mean, that's very true. So it is a little longer. Um, but anything, anyway, Microsoft's uh, next-gen Xbox is known as Project Scarlet. They have every, we have every reason to believe, and they have said they are going to be supporting four generations of games. OG Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and of course, every game that's coming out to the next gen system. As they should. As it not should. Not that I'm been. the one that gets to choose whether or not, but I think it the idea of if I buy into this ecosystem, like the game should live on, right? You think? I mean, you would think. <clears throat> and I think, and it feels good as a a buyer and a consumer of that product um, that I can go back and play Xbox One. Like, original Xbox. Mm-hmm. X- that Xbox One was not a good choice in name, especially now when we're going to have more and we have to reflect back on it and then refer to it in the past with other consoles. Like, what if for some reason all of our history is decimated except for just the names of things right. and they're going to have to somehow put them back in order? They're going to say Xbox One. No. Yeah. That wouldn't work. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen, yeah. but I'm curious to see what's going to happen for like the long, 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 long play, long-term gamer. Like, let's say you want to play an Xbox game that you owned now in 30 years. Right. Is 
is your, I mean, who knows if your system's still going to work then. I'm right. sure the quality and build has gone up to the point where that's not going to be a question so much as long as you kind of take care of it. But let's say in 30 years, we've got the Xbox 720 and you want to play a game from 2019. Do you think they're still going to support backwards compatibility then? I imagine because... By that point, I'd can imagine... You th- like, think of the games you can play in like a web browser now, right? Right. Like, uh, the, the amount of computing power now is crazy. It is probably just going to be minuscule in the future mm-hmm. to where you could even emulate it or like... I don't know. Like, like I feel that the demand is going to be so low that... We'll have bionic implants right. by then that they'll be able to harness our right. our tiny, tiny brain power right. to run it inside our eyes, and we'll just be able to think which way we want to move our character on the inside of our eyeball screen. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Or the world will blow up. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> That's probably hey, going to happen a lot sooner. Um, but it's Supernova. Really cool, right? It's really cool. Backward compatibility will be forward compatible is how they're they're positioning it. So that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Good job. All good uh, stuff. Right? Good job, Phil Spencer and the uh, Xbox team over there in Redmond. We appreciate it. Um, believe it or not, over in Redmond, as well as the Nintendo North American headquarters, I don't think this news is directly out of there, but um, Pokemon Sword and Shield will not let you catch every Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, has that... Ha- I don't think that's ever been a thing, other than... In the first games. Of not being able to catch yes. all of them? I don't know. Well, so uh, I've never played a Pokemon game. I've yeah. never played a mainline one. I played, um, let's go, Pikachu? Yeah, that's the one. So, and I think, I know that I was listening to uh, NVC, the podcast from IGN for Nintendo, Nintendo Voice Chat, and I want to say that they're hoping um, in the future, they're going to roll out maybe a patch that'll let you import your Pokemon Go characters or right. Pokemon that you've caught. Or I, I, I wish I knew more about the Pokemon universe and how that all worked. So I think this mainly has to do with not being able to get them all in one way or another, yeah. mainly technol- it's, technical It's interesting because I was reading this and... Or reading about this, and I, I, I didn't know if this was like an expectation that we were building as a, as a community to think that this was going to happen. Um, so are they saying when they say all Pokemon, they mean every Pokemon from the beginning of time till now? Right, and that's what I was like guessing. I'm wondering if like this was a miscommunication somewhere, like, like people were asking the wrong questions or something, because I don't think that's ever been the case. Right. Since the first 150 Pokemon. Um, you're going to be able to catch all the Pokemon of that region because right. you play a, a Pokemon game on an island where there are only certain Pokemon, right? So there will be a Pokedex specific for that region, and you can catch all those. But whatever. Um, basically, there's going to be there's well over 800 Pokemon's, and there's going to be more added to these games. Um, but you're only going to be getting. Ones that are region specific, I guess. Right, like so that region's going to have its set of Pokemon, but the the reason for this is, I mean, they probably have the capability, right? It's not like right. it's not like technology's holding them back, but it's more of a balance thing. Like, how do you put every Pokemon ever in a game and and make it 
competitive, right? Because there's still a, a player-to-player aspect here that's not just the solo experience. Right. Um, and, and being able to let every Pokemon thrive um, within that Pokemon <laughs> ecosystem. Gotcha. So are you going to be picking up either one of these? Pokemon? I definitely do think I'm going to pick up one of these. Um, I think it is exciting to see... Um, this being the first like main line because Let's Go was different. Mm-hmm. It was not the traditional Pokemon game. I liked a lot of things they did. I think they kind of upped the pace to a point where it felt like I felt good playing Pokemon, like it was refreshing. But at the same time, some of the ways that you're you're literally just catching wild Pokemon and catching a Pidgey over and over and over to get a better Pidgey is weird and I don't like that at all. Okay. I think that's really dumb and is really artificial grindiness that doesn't fit within the theme of Pokemon. Right. And that's the difference. If it fit within the theme of Pokemon, but the theme of Pokemon is not to catch 150 Pidgeys, it's to catch all 150 Pokemon. And that's that's where I think Pokemon lost the way okay. um, on that specific thing in that game while it did a lot of other things great but it was a nice way to bridge bridge the mobile version with the the console or handheld version right and uh, and introduce new players to via a way they were familiar because the mobile app was so successful so so accessible absolutely so i mean i see what they did and and it's always been my dream to walk around and see the pokemon in their environments and be like i'm gonna go catch that one right Mm -hmm. so like that was a reality um and it, it wasn't, like, too cumbersome. Like, it didn't just bog the game down. Like, oh, totally. the game worked fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a little change. And, like, some of that's fine. It's just to the amount of, if you want to get this super cool rare one, you got to catch a bunch of them in a row. And, like, that's dumb. <laughs> um, but I think with this version, if they can take some of the stuff they learned and they're doing cool things, like they have that like kind of safari zone area, which is like Pokemon Let's Go, so you'll be able to see the Pokemon. And now they have this kind of PvE, like uh, we're going to fight these big Dynamax Pokemons with your with your friends. It's like, that's cool, that's refreshing, that's something new in a game that's been around since the early 90s. So, um, that's, and it's been basically the same game for 25 years at this point. Mm-hmm. So... Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes together when it releases, what, later this year? Yep. Uh, November? November, I think. Nice. I won't be buying it. Moratorium on new games. Womp, womp, womp. Rip. Right? Rip Adam's fun. Seriously. Um, however, the one thing that I did buy into, just because I'm a huge Google fanboy and I'm like, ooh, Google. shiny new. Ooh, Google. I love the Googles. I'm a Google goggle for this. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it is called Stadia. Google Stadia. Um, they made their pre-E3 announcement on kind of how it would work. Pre-3, if you will. Pre-3. Hmm. Kind of how it would work. Still not a whole lot of details on it, except they had the Founders Edition for 129 Got you a controller, Chromecast Ultra, three months of the premium service, which includes, like, it's basically like your PS Plus version of Stadia. Uh, for three months is included, and you can also give it to a friend for three months. And you get Destiny 2 plus all the DLC uh, the day Stadia launches sometime this fall, which is cool. However, the thing that ab- absolutely pisses me off, because I didn't know about it till right before we sat down to do this, Destiny 2 on Stadia will not have cross-play with PC. What? Right. What? I'm not as hot about it now because, A, I expected this. I did not. Uh, B, I've already had time to vent. Um, 
No, and I didn't really get that hot because I really don't care. But um, <laughs> this is if, like if I was to say there is one thing that I hope to either be not true or true, it's like Stadia needs to be able to play the games with every platform, at least PCs. Every platform. I I thought it was going to at least mimic a PC, and it would be playing with the same player base as a PC, but it's not. So you've just added what is essentially a fourth console mm-hmm. into a, a problem we already have with the, with the, the freedom of choice um, that you you have so many different games on so many different things to play. And I just want to play with my friends, but I can't. Right. So now you've just added an extra thing. So now I'm like anti-Stadia. Like that's what you've, you've made me do something like your technology is cool, but everything about this thing sucks and it stinks and I hate it. So... Um, this article came from PC Gamer, and they were talking about uh, how it's not going to offer crossplay with PC. Now, there was an update according to the uh, PCGamer.com article. Destiny General Manager Mark Noseworthy has clarified on Twitter. Did you read this update? I don't know. All right, so he's updated on Twitter that there is no policy or technological barrier preventing crossplay with Stadia, and that if and when Bungie implements it, it will aim to bring it to all platforms. So why if there's no if there is no technological barrier and there is no policy in place right. preventing crossplay why isn't it going to be available right. from jump right. I can't imagine that it, it, is it is crossplay that that insanely difficult to get going I don't think so cuz by the time like literally every developer ever has been like yeah we can do it we're waiting on PlayStation right that's right. usually what we hear And then PlayStation kind of was like hey Fortnite go ahead and then other things right. started Right Epic to is roll like along. we're doing it Yeah they're like Dauntless yeah. is like we launched with it everyone plays the other fine it works Fortnite and does that's it a free fine to play game. Rocket League does it Yeah Rocket League does it uh Rocket League Dauntless uh, things. Uh, Fortnite, <laughs> the big one. We've just been talking about it. Yeah. So I don't know. That's really it's it's kind of sad because of all things that I expected out of Stadia was right. this is going to be that one thing that well okay it doesn't have a lot of great exclusives or any really at this point. Right. What it is going to ha- offer is crossplay with basically a console type right. setup. Um, that's super low barrier of entry. Everybody's gonna be able to play with everybody. Why? Why wouldn't you want to? Why? 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 I think this is really interesting because there's a few things that I see here. One is, if it's up to Bungie and Bungie does it now that they're away from Activision, they can, in theory, they're getting to do what they want now, mm-hmm. right? Like we actually don't know. We don't. We don't know what, what's going on. We're just we're just fans and we're we're talking about it, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So. <laughs> If it's up to Bungie and they do it, that's great. Um, I guess the fear is, like, if if PlayStation, for example, still has a say in this or whatever. I don't, I, again, we don't exactly know how these conversations work, right? right? Someone has to make the decision to say this is okay. Um, one, I'm still bummed that if this finally happens, it was, like, Google that did it. It's like no, like I don't, I don't like. It, why hasn't it happened already? Still, like we're mm-hmm. still not able to play Destiny with people on other systems. Um, but 
the thing I don't like is de- like taking Destiny out of this is Google Stadia is still a separate thing. So this is not just a problem for Destiny. It's a problem for every game ever on this system. So now every other developer has to in now in fact include an extra thing into their crossplay thing, right? Because now it's got to play. Now we're hoping for PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Stadia all to have crossplay now. Yep. It's it's four instead of three now. So it's mm. I really I don't know why I thought Stadia would be a at least be a PC. Because I just figured like it's essentially going to be a PC, right? But I guess no, like a Mac's not like mo- oh, there's a lot of games now on Mac, but I guess it's a different thing. But even those games you can play with someone on a PC. Right. I don't, so like I don't, I, I don't quite I don't quite understand why this is a separate thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, originally, when this was reported, that the uh, Google it's the Google Stadia version of Destiny Two is going to be its own ecosystem, uh, and will it says it will not support crossplay of any kind. But like that update said, it's not because of any technological barrier or policy. It's strictly because what they're lazy. They don't want to take the time to do it right now. Who knows? Yeah, yeah I'm sure there might. There's also there's also got to be some kind of conversation being had, like you said. Right. Uh, there's, there's. I mean, there's, there's a definitely a lot it. more going on here. I'm sure this totally. thing is a topic of conversation every day in those offices, right? Well, um, come on, get it. But it, it's just frustrating to have another console enter the market in in something that's. It literally has just created another problem. Yeah. If you're not, if you're bringing a console or whatever ecosystem to market right now, with the and that's the thing with the conversations that have been at the forefront over the last at least what two years now, probably longer, I'm sure, but really, really there about crossplay. Why, why would you not work super hard to make that one of your top selling points? Because yeah. otherwise, you're literally gating yourself off and creating yet another walled-off garden for somebody right. to play in. That you, while there's four other really pretty-looking yards to play in, why? Yeah. Why would you make a a sandlot? Yeah, even though it was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it's interesting because it's like now I'm relying on if I was to do the Stadia thing, right? Now I'm relying on needing all my friends to do it too, right? Because mm-hmm. now. We're not still not playing together unless we all do it, right? Yeah. So why not just stick to what we're doing? It's like, and for that, I'm out. Well, I'll let you know how it goes when right. I get the controller and Chromecast. Again, it's cool. The technology is cool, but there's literally nothing else about it that I actually like. Well, and I think the reason why I got even more irritated when you told me that the the topic of that that article about not supporting crossplay, I had just been talking with uh, that streamer down. Uh, in the Portland area, Twisted System, that I've been watching on Mixer, and he's playing Destiny 2 on PC. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got Destiny 2 on Humble Bundle. That that came sometime last year, but I was really excited. Oh, he's on PC. I've got a Google Stadia, so when that comes out, totally be able to play even though he's on PC. Nope. Sure won't. Right. Again, it's like I'm still I still need to buy Destiny another time if I want to play with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple friends that play on PC. I know I have friends that play on Xbox. Right. And at some point I'm still going to have to get another copy of this game. Luckily there is cross progression and I will give them that. Like thank you for doing for that's that. a step, right? 
but it that step also hurts in the sense for these ongoing games because it's not just buying and if I could buy the game I'll buy the game four times but don't let me don't make me buy all the content four times seriously can I have that content on my Bungie account I'll pay the $30 a year for whatever season pass you want. I'll give you $90 over the next year. I don't care. But don't make me give you $90 times four now to have all the content. Like, if I if I need to pay to have that platform on all my systems, that's fine. I'll mm-hmm. do that. Like, if, if I want to play on Xbox, but just, let, just make me buy all the additional content once or something. Because it just gets... It's real dumb. It's... It's dumb. It's a total barrier to playing the game. <laughs> and I'll just go play WoW instead. Oh, yeah. You could do that. You like, totally could. Why not? Um, finally, in our new segment to wrap it up, Super Mario Maker 2 was also announced via a Nintendo Direct, what, in April, I believe? Some yeah. point? Ish. Um, so, at first, there was the whole, you're not going to be able to play with anybody. You can share levels and whatever. But, right. Um, but uh, you actually weren't going to be able to, like, cooperatively play. Right. Um, it is officially said now from Nintendo that Super Mario Maker 2 will let you play online multiplayer with friends, <clears throat> which yeah. should be fun. Yeah, I think I think it'll be it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be it'll be interesting because I know that was it the the new Super Mario Bros games where you can play multiplayer. Uh-huh. Um, it gets crazy. Well, they're they're done... wacky to play together. Oh, yeah. it's it's fun. It's a totally different game when you right. have four people in those than. But you just know one. how crazy those very carefully constructed and well thought out platforming levels are right. for one person. They had to rethink them for multiple people as well. I'm curious to see how they're going to curate the multiplayer. <laughs> levels in Mario Maker 2 because a lot of those are those weird like zany. runny kind of right. not so weird stuff. So I wonder if they're going to have any kind of checks and balances in place to keep it from being just a, right. a Well, I think that's what it's going to I think that's yeah, what it is is just like it's zany wackiness, right? Mhm. Um but it, I mean this is good news, right? They're 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 it's not a like this is not a game I expect to be able to play with people online. Right. I think I think it's unfair to assess that all games have that now. Um, but it's nice that they'll they'll be, you'll be able to do this. So what's interesting is I've had the family uh, online Nintendo online membership since they did that because my nieces and nephews all play and I like the the free vintage classic throwback retro games. But I've yet to play. An online game or a multiplayer game other than Tetris 99. Yep. I'll give it that. And I played Splatoon online a little bit. Oh, you know, I guess I did do that. But that I played that before the uh, Nintendo online system. Right. So that's always been kind of a baked-in thing. I've not used the Super or the Nintendo online service for anything but Tetris Right. It, it is interesting because, yeah, it's like Nintendo. my Nintendo's never been my game to play with people, really. Right. It's nice um, that you're getting. I those like options. the idea. Like, hit me up on the weekends. Like, I know. Like, it's funny because I every once in a while it comes up. It's like, hey, we still need to play Smash. Hey, we still need to play Mario Kart. Hey, we still. Yeah, it's like let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's nothing really holding me back. Like we play these other games, we can we can fire up the Nintendo and do that too. Like I'm happy totally. to do it. Um, but I mean, those games are a lot of fun when you have your friends over on the couch. Like yeah, that is the ultimate Smash experience. Smash is not the same when you're not sitting there laughing next to each other. Right. And Mario Kart's not quite the same way when you're not blue shelling your buddy that's just been kicking your butt like all right race. Like <laughs> right. It's like those those games. That's part of the experience. It really is. Absolutely. Um, and I think, and like, so I love Splatoon. I wish I played that more. Like, I really would love to play more Splatoon with people, too. So, Splatoon's great. Um, that's a game I, I really feel like I neglect overall because I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, I mean, if, if I bet if Splatoon was on my Xbox oh, or my PC, like, I would play it so much. I wonder if you could emulate it on your PC. <laughs> I think you could emulate it on your PC because they've got... Well, the, what I need to do, like, I have my, uh, I have my, sw- since I have, actually I have three Switch docks in my house now. Oh, wow. Because uh, my brother got one and then he just took the tablet with him in the van and just left the tablet, uh, the, the, the dock, and I have two docks. So I have a dock upstairs, a dock downstairs, and I have a dock on my computer so I can hook it into my uh, second monitor so I can play Switch and stream on my monitor and just flip the HDMI port. Oh, wow. So, like, I could just play it. Like, I could mimic having a PC, kind of, and it would... That would be it'd fun. Be, it'd be... Huh. Interesting. I could fool myself into playing it more. Well, there's all your kind of news that popped up uh, after E3, so we hope yeah. you enjoyed that. We have questions this week from Optimist Prime, Operator Jack, Eduardo Desperado. And by the way, you can always send us your questions via our Discord right. or our website, BiteMePodcast.com or Facebook, wherever. And I think there's some excess questions that aren't here from last week um, because we did the E3 thing and that was a little different. So we'll, we'll make sure we'll get through those questions and Adam. We'll either sprinkle them in over the next couple shows or we'll throw them in next week. For sure. Um, had we thought ahead of time and knew we were light on news and we just didn't have this big debacle, <laughs> um, I don't even know. Yeah. We need to have that, that on the Patreon. Its, that needs to be its own podcast. No, you just like that can be our extra content. Oh, <laughs> like you want to know what goes down? Uh, that's really good. That'll be our fifty dollar yeah. tier, right? Um, but we always start every question segment off with this guy. Hey, yo, Vinny. That's him. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you doing? aside from streaming, and he's doing quite well with that. His stream is super fun. Everybody should check it out. Davinster on Twitch. D a v i n s t e r. You were playing Rocket League there the other day. Awesome. Nice. That was fun. I need to hop on and I need I need to get my stream underway and like do some co-streams and stuff. Um, so Vinny wants to know, what is your personal Mount Rushmore of video game characters? Have you had time to think about this? Have you got I've yours? been thinking about this a lot. It's really tough because at first you kind of, I kind of think like, oh, who are my favorite four video game characters? But at the same time, it's not that. Like to me, like Mount Rushmore is not quite like favorite it's a little bit like greatest of all time but it's also i think like big innovative characters like monumental characters obviously monument mm-hmm. um like those are like those big characters that fit on here so it it can be it was kind of a tough choice but we can work through this okay do we want to each give our own four or do we want to go one at a time we can do one at a, let's do like one at a time. Okay. Or we can like go back because I know one we're gonna agree on. Okay. Because I think if if anyone doesn't put this character on their Mount Rushmore, 
I don't think you then get. You I don't like think you get the games. question. You've never played a video game, right? It's like Mario belongs there, right? Oh yeah, Mario. Mario okay. Mario belongs on the Mount Rushmore video games, whether you agree with you liking Mario games or not. Like quite frankly, yeah, because Mario. Super Mario Brothers. I mean, we've got I've got the the canvas hanging in my office. That one screen is probably the most iconic game screen Ever. of all time. Right. Everybody knows what it is, where it is, what's happening, everything about it. Right. So Mario does that. So Mario's the first one. Yep. Who'd be your second? See, this is where it goes. I almost think I have to put Donkey Kong on there too. Okay. Um so because like Donkey Kong is great, and it's to me Donkey Kong's really funny uh, because one he's just a comedian. He's so funny, but uh, you have that wacky game where you climb up the ladders and jump over barrels and rescue Peach from Donkey Kong, which is Donkey Kong, right? Wait, was that Peach or was that a uh, princess? Yeah, just was it Daisy? Was it? Remember. I can't remember what the princess's name I, was. From I just Donkey instinctively Kong. said yeah, that, um, but. Because Mario's always after this Peach, yeah. but he was Jumpman. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then you had, like, the Donkey Kong Country games, and then you had uh, Donkey Kong 64, right? Uh-huh. And then after that, you didn't have a lot of Donkey Kong. Like, Donkey Kong. Donkey Tro- Kong and Smash. Right. And, like, we have Tropical Freeze now, mm. um, which was just on sale in the eShop. Oh, um, was it? Yeah. That's, from what I hear, that's one of the best platformers of all time. Right, and it's, like it's, I just love that game, and I am going to go back and play it now because I got it on the Wii U on a, a great sale, but I never really had a chance to play it because I was kind of in the transition period, mm-hmm. to, but digressing. Um, it's it's weird, like, the kind of... Emp- I feel that the Donkey Kong is a little empty, and I would love, like, a 3D platforming Donkey Kong again, like Donkey Kong 64. Maybe I think we'll that would, I think that would be, I think it's time to... Well, now that he's on video game Mount Rushmore, maybe. Right, but maybe I, I think we'll he belongs, I think he belongs oh, there, because he, sure. he's so iconic. See, and I'm just going with my favorites, so <laughs> I would definitely throw Ori up there, because Ori is legit my favorite game of all time, and I'm probably, I played it, played through almost to the end uh, earlier this spring, getting ready for the new game, Will of the Wisps, that was supposed to be out sometime this year, even though they never said that. And then they finally gave us a release date of February next year. So I cried a little bit, but I read an article about why it's delayed. It's so that Moon Studios can put some more polish on it because they're doing a lot of things differently and it's not reusing the same assets from the first game. They're, they rebuilt the game from the ground up. Um, and it's, I'm really excited. I'm 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 usually okay with games being delayed anyway, um, unless it's something that's just been like, oh, I know this said we said this was going to be here four years ago, but it's finally here. Of course, then I'm like, yeah, screw you, I'm not doing it. But a few months to a year after I was expecting it, I'm okay with that, especially for the reasons they gave. Mm-hmm. So, Ori's on my Mount Rushmore. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Master Chief. Okay. And that's fair. Uh, again, it's just like I think he belongs there um, for what he did for video games in the year 2001. Yes. Um, I mean, that was a huge deal, right? Um, so. For sure. People like, love that. Like, and he have, he's back, I think, in the upcoming Halo. What's it called? Oh, oh, oh. Crap. Five? That's the one. <laughs> or six? Or seven? I think it's Halo Infinite. 5. Halo, Halo Infinite. Infinite. That's the one. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, wish I I've, I've, I think I've played five minutes of a Halo game. Mm-hmm. And, and Halo's not not my favorite game. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the first Halo. I love the second Halo. I love the third Halo multiplayer a lot. Um, after that, it's been it's been just here and there. It's games. like again, I get the game got jetpacks. I'm out. Like <laughs> so, but I think Master Chief kind of belongs there. Mm-hmm. I kind of like thought about Doom, but Master Chief I think has just a little more character than the guy from Doom. Right. I didn't even think back that far on some of those games. Too. Right. So yeah. it's like I think Doom probably was the innovator in that field, but mm-hmm. then I guess Halo really took it to good three-dimensional graphics, like yeah. kind of up to the game, right? It was um, a step up everybody was expecting. Right. And wanting or needing. So, um, of course, my third one would be Kratos, because Kratos, right. I mean... He, Kratos to me falls along the same lines as Master Chief, but just a different genre of game. Yeah. Like just as iconic, people are are love them for the same kinds of reasons, just because they're this this character in this game that is just so different. Because God of War was so different, or it took that 3D kind of actiony melee game and just cranked it up to 11. So it did for that type of game what Master Chief did for the Halo games. Or shooters, yeah. So yeah, Kratos. I love him. I I want him on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. (laughs) Is that okay to say? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, who's your final character? (laughs) I think this spot's. I think this spot's hard to fill for me. Okay. And I don't know if I should spread the love and put a PlayStation character on there. And so that's what I'm going to do, um, just because that way we have representation from Nintendo. Representation um, is important in this day. Xbox and PlayStation. Um, sorry, Sega. I guess Sonic. <laughs> no, Sonic has to be on there, right? Not after that abysmal movie trailer. I, even though he looks fine to me, I understand right, why people really, are really off really put by me. it. So <laughs> this is hard because this is where I want to put like Sonic and Mega Man. Oh yeah. But I also didn't want to like go like hard platformers, which but as stupid as it is, like platformers is what started this whole thing, right? Oh, so for sure. like Sonic Mega Man and Ratchet and Clank are honorable mention. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Just little mini amiibos of Right. Um, is that what so Yeah. Yeah, that you would put three I have to put Mega Man up there, Mega I think. Man? Okay. See, and I didn't even think about going back that far to some of those characters, even though it's not that far since he just had a new game come out. Right. What about a Pong paddle? Right. <laughs> well, it's like I thought about things like that, too. Like, yeah. you put a Tetris block on there. A uh, Tetronimo. Right? Yeah, I'm going to call it a Tetris block. Okay. But yeah, Tetronimo. <laughs> I think that's what they're called. Right. Or maybe, um, maybe a... Sp- oh, duh. I know who I'm putting up there. I've got to change my last one. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man. Right. I mean, it's Pac-Man. hard. It's really hard. Gotta be Pac-Man. Why would I not think of that? I loved Pac-Man. Yeah. I loved Pac-Man. And, okay, so yeah, I've got, okay. Right. Yeah, Pac-Man. Final answer. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Vinny, for maybe, that. Maybe I'll cut Master Chief and put... No, Master Chief. I think Master Chief, because <sighs> of your generation... Like, I think Master Chief yeah. is probably, to you, what Pac-Man or right. whatever would be to me, even though I'm not quite that freaking old, yeah. but still. See, I would have to choose Mega Man, but then I think Sonic would be 
pretty much one of those next in line. Okay. And then it's fair. Even though Pac-Man was, yeah, it's like I'm a little young for like the Pac-Man generation, but Pac-Man would be up there just for just because sake of argument. Iconic. All right, thank you, Vinny, for that. Up next, Eduardo Desperado (laughs) wants to know who would be in the Nintendo version of Magic Mike. Um, We started talking about this earlier, and I think you basically just have to put all the spicy Italians in there. Yeah, and even the ones that aren't necessarily spicy or Italian. Yeah. But Donkey is Kong is obviously he's already has the tie. Yeah. <laughs> and he always walk he's already walking around with pants. You can get Funky on. Kong in there too. Is Donkey Kong walking around without pants? Yeah. I forget. So yeah. I mean he's he's like already he's in the zone. <laughs> uh, oh no. Uh yeah, so so Donkey Kong. We were talking Mario and Luigi. But Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, Wario, Mario. all four. Like, I mean, basically with those five guys, you got, I mean, you, you that movie's going to crush. Got you. <laughs> you got your bases covered. I don't, but do you really want to see uh, Nintendo characters taking their clothes off? Kind of. Really? I don't know. It'd be funny. I, It'd be better than the Super Mario Bros. movie. Uh, you know, and it's funny. My friend James posted the other day. He collects VHS tapes uh, and uh-huh. movies, and he landed a copy of the the Mario Brothers movie from yeah. the eighty eighties. I think so. Eighty nine, maybe. Yeah. Um, with Dom DeLuise, or not Dom DeLuise, um, John Leguizamo, and that guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That guy, Roger. No, not Roger. Roger Rabbit. No, it's not Roger Rabbit. That's the guy from Roger Rabbit. But no, it's the detective from Roger Rabbit. Ah, Why am I? I can't believe I'm blanking his name. Anyway, um, so yeah, and and he actually likes that movie. It's not a good movie. No. (laughs) Not good at all. The song by Roxette from that movie was really good. But anyway, back to the question. Nintendo version of Magic Mike, basically any character in the (laughs) Nintendo universe that identifies as male. (laughs) it's kind of a hard question because it's like, who are you drawing from here? You're like, Link's a total buzzkill, so we cut him off of this list. <laughs> but like, you can't throw Kirby in there. You can't really. Well, is Kirby is Kirby male or female well, or he gets non a strip. like gender non specific? Right. I think he's pretty androgynous, being a pink ball. But, <laughs> right. Um, but you know, this is the thing. If any, if any Nintendo characters insert inappropriate joke based on Kirby's special ability. <laughs> <laughs> the sucking or blowing part. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, but also, what, what, oh, uh, what? Olimar, Mr. Game and Watch. Thank you, Mr. Game and Watch. Um, <laughs> what would his, what would his? Like, well, like, look at all these characters that just <laughs> would not get paid. If Ness? they were in a club, That's they a would child. be, they would be starving. Oh, they would. Yeah. They would end up all, <laughs> they would look like Waluigi. <laughs> Skinny, gaunt, and just very, very underfed yeah. and malnourished. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think the that... Animal Crossing characters. Oh. That's uh, a whole other level of like, interest. It, it gets weird quick. Star Fox? <laughs> for the furry Falco? convention. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they would have a draw for sure. Not with, not for me, but there's a crowd out there that's probably into sexy foxes. For which character was the box? Fox. Oh, fox. I thought you said sexy boxes. Sexy foxes. Sexy foxes. Foxy foxes, would you say? Yeah, foxy foxes. (laughs) Okay, so I think the moral of this story is, and the answer to the question is, if... Don't make this movie. Don't (laughs) make... 
Magic Mike was good enough by itself. Well, you know, was it though? Yeah. Eh. I the the plot's a little too eh. basic, but other than that, I enjoyed the movie overall. I th- I think it, there is there was so much buildup and so much hype about this movie. I totally skipped it in the theater because I'm like, I'm not gonna go see a stripper movie in a theater, even though I totally yeah. wanted to. Um, when I finally got around to watching it, I was all, oh, well, that wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked it to be a little, like, have a little more depth to it, but overall it was good. Like, it told a good story. Like, it was a fine movie. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Exactly. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, thank you, Eduardo Desperado. Operator Jack wants to know, do you guys miss the days of renting out video games from shops before deciding to buy them? <coughs> I don't know if I ever rented a game before purchasing it. Yeah. But I, Same. <coughs> I'm dying. Oh, no. <coughs> But I do miss the, those days where you would go renting mm-hmm. rent games. Um, growing up, we had two video rental places, Video Update and Blockbuster. Um, you also could not purchase a video game where I grew up um, unless it was like used at Blockbuster. Um, so we rented games. That's just like how we played games, really, because mm-hmm. um, there was no unless you drove a half hour. Or, or so to the next town over to a department store. You didn't really have that option. So, yeah, we had a we had a video game rental place down the street from us called the Video Depot. Um, and before we actually had any systems in the house, you could also rent the system from them oh, as yeah. well. Um, and I know that we got I got when I went from fifth grade when I was graduating elementary school or sixth grade or whatever. I was given a Nintendo Entertainment System in 1980. 87 I think 86 um, for my gift and it was the coolest thing so we didn't have to rent the system anymore but we never rented or I never ended up buying games we just rented them right because we'd only rent the games on the weekends uh, right yeah because I had you know there was after school care there was you know band whatever boy scouts or sportsy kind of thing that I was zero percent right. interested in I was doing except for on the weekends so we would get rent a video game on the weekend and fight over who got to play and right. when we got to play because we only had the one TV. So yeah, it was kind of a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> for a hot second. And then we got a tiny little color TV we put in our, our separate like player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like those days though. It was I, fun. Like the number of times I rented the same game over and over and over again too. Like it's kind Probably of, fu- it's kind of it. funny to think about, mm-hmm. but you just didn't have that option. It was too. a racket back then. So so, yeah, I really enjoyed, like, the days of Hollywood Video um, and Blockbuster in particular as mm-hmm. well, like, in the mid-2000s. Yeah. yeah I think ho- our, our video update turned into a Hollywood video, yeah. I they think. They had the best sales on DVDs and used video games. They always did. Right. I would always go in there, and I'm like, oh, I can buy three DVDs for right. $10. And I had I had a collection of over like four hundred DVDs at yeah. one point, which was dumb because I don't think I ever watched a single right. one. Well, there'd be often times at a blockbuster they would have like buy two get one free on used games right. and stuff. And at that time, you could get a card that like if your name was on your parents' account and they said you can buy M-rated games, like you just could. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can do that anymore. You think you have to have identification and be of age at the time? I'm sure, That's but. Ridiculous. 
That's I mean that's how I collected. I would just buy seven dollar games. Like there was a bunch of games they would get marked down to like six ninety nine was about the lowest they would be, mm-hmm. um, and I would just go in with fifteen dollars and buy. I would get three three games for. This is like PS2, Xbox era at yep. Blockbuster. That yep. was that time. That and, was my favorite time to and own And it was system. awesome. Um, I had so many, so many games. Um, I still have a ton of PS2 and PS3 right. games. I, <laughs> I did trade in most of my games from that era because um, GameStop at the time was doing a... For every three games you trade in, you would get an additional like ten dollar trade in credit or something. Oh wow! When and we it's when really the generous. Xbox 360 was out, so I traded in like most, not close to most of my PS2 Xbox library, and bought uh, my Xbox 360, Saints Row, Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, and still had two. Games or so worth of credit left over. Wow! Um, just they from really had a, just from they like, had a different crediting system back then, right? Didn't they? Like wow. you actually, like, I actually, actually got, I actually things. got value back. I felt like <laughs> it didn't feel bad, and that was only twenty or thirty games, maybe. I think like wow. I, it was actually pretty good when you had that many to trade in that you yeah. could get something back. Now they're like, you can go get that keychain over there that's on clearance, right? For your Xbox One, right? <laughs> I know, it's, it's real dumb. Uh, thank you, Operator Jack. Optimist Prime wants to know, turn any video or says, turn any video game character into a celebrity chef and tell us what their top-selling dish would be. I thought about this. I came up with mine only because I'm like, I have n- no idea where to start, and it sounded ridiculous. Samus mm-hmm. from the Metroid games is the celebrity chef, and her top-selling dish would be a Metroid meatloaf with a Mother Brain Bernays sauce. Not that those two probably go together, but there it is. Yeah. Yeah? Makes sense? That's you like an it? idea. There you go. No? Would you even eat that if you saw that on a on a menu in a Nintendo-themed restaurant? I don't think so. Probably not. The mother brain really, really throws Sends me it home. I don't want no brain sauce. Nah? I definitely it's don't want slimy. brain. I don't want brain sauce. You dip your dip your little Hawaiian roll in it. Where does Hawaiian roll come from? It's just a little bread roll. A little sweet roll. It's it's you, you would have it with, it's a meatloaf. So you'd probably have some kind of a vegetable like green beans or maybe, I don't know, green beans and mashed potatoes, with your meatloaf and the the, the gravy sauce stuff on top of it. And you could just sop up the gravy and with the. Have you never had a meatloaf with gravy? Of course I had a meatloaf with gravy. Okay. We were just talking about a Hawaiian bun. It's a sweet roll, a little roll, some kind of a dinner roll of sorts. But you said Hawaiian yeah. sweet roll. Yeah, okay. It's very specific. It's just, I'm... It was not a... It was not on the menu! I'm hungry. Samus is not Hawaiian. No. But maybe? Why couldn't she be? Because she ain't. Okay, you're right. Um, who would be your celebrity video game chef? And what would they make and why? Do I own this restaurant? I don't know. <laughs> because... In Breath of the Wild, <laughs> Link can throw, like, an apple and a fish in a pot and come up with this freaking miraculous dish. It'll keep you warm for three standard right. wheels. And it has ingredients in there that weren't even in the pot when I started. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think my money would go a long way if I brought Link in to do it. Yeah, but just one small um, mistake would turn into, what is it called? Uh, yeah. 
charred or hard or yeah. rock hard food. <laughs> rock like hard that. food. It's it's that, that would be the dish. Rock hard food. We'd serve rock hard food. Uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, at least you're you're. I think I would uh, bring in Donkey Kong. Everything's um, banana based. Yeah, and it's a strip show while <laughs> he cooks for you. Like dinner and a show. So no matter what kind of establishment it is at this point, you could still call it bananas. Yeah. Okay. You can call it big bananas. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that I'm back and we're pushing the boundaries of what's appropriate. But anyway, uh, yeah, big bananas. Banana bread. Banana yeah, cream pie. Banana bread, yeah. Just uh, banana-themed restaurant. Yeah. Would you put bananas on pizza? It's probably good. Okay. Would it be my favorite thing? Ooh. What do what kind of sauce do you think that is that a red sauce thing? A type of red sauce. Because to me, like the sweet sweeter things go on a red sauce better to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would have to say it would have to be some kind of. A I don't think I don't sauce. think it would be a white sauce. No. Blah. Even though I love like the white sauces and right, I, I totally love it. I like most I just, like, anything. That flavor combo just right. Hit my it did right not. Now. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem good. Yuck. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you for the questions, everybody. We always have uh, love hearing from you. So hit us up in our Discord channel. We've got a uh, question block area just for you to talk amongst yourselves and throw your questions at us, or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, blah 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 blah. blah. Wherever. All right, let's wrap it up with some cheap free games coming to Game Pass, which makes me very, very happy. Bunch of good stuff. Uh, oh my God! This is after e th- after the E3 conference uh, from Microsoft. I have never been more excited to have Game Pass and have an Xbox because, well, let's be honest, I've never had an Xbox before this one. So I'm just as I'm more excited now to have bought this Xbox than I was when I when bought I bought it. it yeah. So for sure. the value in Xbox is going up and up and up and up and up, and I love it. And coming to Game Pass, well, actually, on Game Pass already, because I've seen them, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, which is amazing. Fantastic series. was talking to Tasia, the voice of Poison Ivy, earlier today, and our coworker, uh, Ryder, uh, we were outside, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm, i, I got to take this. It's Tasia uh, from, you know, our station. And he's like, wait, is that, the, is that the, the Poison Ivy lady? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I, can I talk to her? And I said, hey, Tasia, do you mind saying hi to a friend of mine, a coworker? His name's Ryder. He's a big fan of huge, Poison Ivy. He's a huge comic the slash Batman fan. The look on his fan. face when he started talking to her, it was literally like, That's so cool. like you know those kids, those kid videos when they open up, like there's the one kid who, who opened up a Christmas gift and he got like an avocado. Yeah. And he was super freaked out, excited about it. That was the look on his face. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, anyway, also coming to Game Pass or on Game Pass now is Metro Exodus as well as Hollow Knight, which is a superb slash punishingly difficult Metroidvania game. That's good. Definitely check it out. The Handsome Collection Borderlands series. Yep. That is there. Which I bought that game, I think, twice. I have four copies of it now, I think. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, All right, so on the day you're listening to this podcast, Thursday the 20th, you've got Resident Evil Revelations, which I'm excited to play. Rare Replay. I'm super excited. Yes. Because I almost bought it multiple times. Yeah. Because I just wanted to check out some of those games. Now, does this have, like, the Killer Instincts and stuff like that in there? Or is this, like, the Rare, like, Rare's older, like, OG kind of stuff? I want to say games like uh, Cameo. Okay. And... I can't remember all Perfect the games. Perfect Dark, Zero. Yep. 
I want to say these were like Xbox era games, okay. not so much the old things, but I couldn't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up again okay. while you continue. And come all back right. To it. Um. Uh. All week from the day the show goes up on June 27th, you'll get Torment, Tides of Numenera, as well as Goat Simulator. A classic. Have you played it? I've definitely not played I- it. <laughs> Um, all right, so over on the Epic Store, as of today, it is uh, ending Enter the Gungeon. You can pick that up on the Epic Store, uh, as well as Rebel Galaxy, so make sure you grab that. I'm assuming starting on the 21st. I don't know. All right, finally, you're going to wrap it up with some small bites uh, coming to your mobile device some t- some point uh, this year. What? It's coming for June? What? It's coming out tomorrow? What is June 21st? Uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite? Apparently. Ha! Huh. Well, look at that. I had no idea. Um, so what do we got? What do we got here? Tell me more. Do you know about this? I don't oh, know it lo- about So this. it looks to be like a Pokemon Go style game. It takes place in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Hey, pa. Harry Potter. Hey, Potter. Um, hey, Potter. Yeah, so evidently last last month, Pottermore and Warner Brothers announced the joint collaboration on a new site called wizardingworld.com. Also, thank you to IGN for all of your uh, great writing and articles because (laughs) we rely on everybody else doing the work for us to spew back to you. Um, So this is from IGN. So wizardingworld.com, that was up last month, and it turns out Wizards Unite is going to be hitting your mobile device on the 21st, which would be the day after this show goes up. So check that out and let us know what you think. Um, What's so, in the rare replay? So it, it spans 1983 to 2008. Holy so you have a huge it. history of games. Uh, 25 years? Yeah. Um, anything from the first... Uh, there's the first Perfect Dark. There's Perfect Dark Zero that was on the Xbox 360. There's Battletoads, oh, Killer yeah. Instinct Gold, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, um, I didn't know they did Conquer. Cameo, Viva Pinata, uh, all Jet Force Gemini, all kinds of stuff. Wow. There's uh, the, 30 games, I think. Didn't know that was a Conquer. They were the Conquer guys. Yep. Had no idea. Yep. Weird. They really killed that N64 era. Like, all those good games on there were, were rare games. Yeah. And then didn't Nintendo pick them up? Well, I, I my understanding is Rare was basically a developer for that Nintendo was behind and said, like, you have infinite budget. Right. Go for it. And then Microsoft ended up acquiring them. Right. They were they were never a Nintendo studio, but they were basically a Nintendo studio. Right. I'm not, I don't know how accurate exactly what I said is, but that like, makes sense. they were they were developing games for Nintendo, um, but Nintendo basically said you make great games here. Just, here's money. That's like, cool. <laughs> like, of course, I mean, in those days, like, I'm sure that was a little easier than than now. But oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There is all your game stuff for the week. Bite Me Podcast episode 134 is in the books. We will be back next week with episode 135, and probably all three of us. Did you fart? This couch is oh not. <laughs> The look on Not your face, good. I'm like, Oof. either you ate something bad for lunch or... I didn't eat anything for lunch. That's the problem. Oh, that's what it is. I'm going to go eat right now. Yeah, I need to eat some food for sure. 
Um, anyway, thanks for checking us out. If you like what you hear, check us out online, bitemepodcast.com, B-Y-T-E-Me-podcast.com. Also on all the socials at bitemepodcast and patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Also, um, we are a Humble Bundle partner. You can check out our affiliate link at bitemepodcast.com slash humble. I always forget that I have the Humble Bundle, and I see that charge pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Games. I've got more games. I need to go through. I think I've got like four to five months worth of games right now to load up into my PC, which is going to be handy when yeah. I start my stream. We can play uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Absolutely. And... Uh, yeah, I've got. I'll have all kinds of more games to stream. My uh, handle on all the streaming platforms is not good gamer. Not good G A Y M E R. Follow me there. Twitch, Mixer, Insta, Facebook. I think no lying. Discord, whatever. All right. Until then, we will see you next week. Bye, man. <laughs>